you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. him for what he's already done. Praise him for what he's doing right now. Praise him for what he's about to do because he's in this house. He is mighty. He is able. He is working already. For that we are thankful. We are thankful. What a privilege it is to be back with you tonight to have worshipped with you Sunday and feel that same lingering presence in this house today. Hallelujah. There's something about filled. The Bible says, and you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. That vernacular is used across the board. It denotes the pouring out of which the Bible tells us the Lord would pour out His Spirit and we would be filled. It filled the house where they were sitting. Tonight I feel that before anything is measurable among us, the house has to be full. Before cloven tongues appeared, the house was full. Before there was a language that astounded others, the house was full. I wonder what would happen right now if we would lift the rafters off of this place with our praise and fill this house with the sound of triumph and glory unto God. Come on, come on, come on. Use your voices. Project it right now, would you? Come on, lift your voices and shout unto the God with the voice of triumph. We magnify and we worship you. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up. Fill this house. Fill this house. Fill this place. Fill this place from the front to the back, from side to side. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Matthew 14 and 34 says, And when they were gone over, Jesus, those who were with him in the boat, the waters had been troubled, the winds had been fierce, pierced to them out of the shadows of the storm. Peter momentarily walks on the water and then is plucked from the waves. Once secure in the boat, they arrive in the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place, when they had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about 
and brought unto him all. Everybody say all. Everybody that was diseased. And he and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched, as many, everybody, everyone who touched were made perfectly whole. Ah, could you allow us to talk about a hymn, the edge of a garment, for a few more minutes tonight? Is that all right? You may be seated. Amen. This past Sunday service, we delved into a story of the New Testament Gospels that is recorded across its pages. In the words of those who saw, beheld, and those who received the story from those who were there, we find that a lady with the issue of blood, a blood issue, had spent 12 years in agony. She had spent all. She had went to the doctors, and she was worse instead of better. But based upon the word of a prophet who had been gone over 400 years, she reached in the obscurity of the past. She dusted off the pages of antiquity. She found a promise of a little-known prophet, and she gambled her life on the fact that the Word of God is true. Coming through the press, she touched his garment, and because of the virtue that left his body, the virtue that left his body. The victory was she was whole. The tragedy was the word virtue simply means power, sufficient, or capable. In other words, there was enough power in the hem of his garment to heal every disease that was in that crowd. Many touched him, but few received. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of coming to church, being touched, but not receiving. I'm not preaching to those this evening that feel perfectly fine. I'm preaching to those that have come to church over and again. You have felt the brush of angel wings. You have felt the move of God. You could not deny that God did not do something in that service, but you walked out the same way that you came. And I've come to tell you that there was potential, and there is in this house tonight virtue, which is simply the power sufficient. It's enough. There is no cap. There is no limit. There is no ceiling. It's simply sufficient. You cannot exhaust the resources of God. You will not weary God with your needs. You will not tire him with your petitions tonight. God is not going to hold off on healing one person because he needs to save that power up for another. Your migraine is just as important to our mighty God as that tumor is. 
Your, your problem is just as significant as the crises across the aisle. So at some point, we got to come to the conclusion that God is able to do simultaneously across this house without any limitation. He is able to heal. He is able to minister. He is able to fill with his spirit. He is able to deliver from every demonic force. He is able to restore. He is able to do all these things simultaneously. The lights are never going to flicker. There's never going to be a moment where his power is under a struggle. God is just simply able. He can do anything that he wants, any time that he wants, and never feel the depletion of what is happening. In fact, it was not the touches that stopped him, but it was the faith that did. So we have today that she was made completely whole with the virtuous power that was within him because God always keeps his word. God always keeps his word. It's an entirely different topic. I wish I had the time to delve into it, but God will always do whatever it takes to keep his word. God will, he will adjust the laws of nature. He will turn back time if it's necessary. But God will turn heaven and earth upside down to keep his word. I, 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 we're trying to build faith right now because there's some of you, you know God's a healer. You know God has healed. But tonight we're just, you know, we'll see. We've got to come to the conclusion that God will do whatever it takes to keep his word. You don't understand. This is the highest priority of the Lord we serve. He will do whatever it takes to keep his word. It's not a maybe. It's not a possibly so. But God will always do whatever it takes to keep his word. There is nothing, there is nothing more critical or powerful tonight than that. For the Bible tells us that heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled, is settled in heaven, and the grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God shall stand forever. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. We call ourselves people of the name, and rightfully so, because if you need baptism, we will take you down in the saving name of Jesus Christ. But as protective and as close as he is to the name in which all power in heaven and earth is given, I've come Come to let someone know he exalteth his word above his name. There's got to be something that begins to resonate. We were excited about it Sunday, but you got to be convinced about it on Wednesday. God's not... He's not interested in making you feel good for a day. He's trying to put something in you that will keep you all day, all year. Oh, come on, somebody. He's trying to change your mind. He's trying to transform your thinking. He's trying to get in your heart and make you realize all things are possible through him. Paul tells the church in Rome, and be 
this is where we are. This is the this is the tipping point of this service. We're either going to have good church and go eat tacos, or we're going to have a service in here that's going to transform this congregation from here on out. And this is the tipping point in being fully persuaded. It's not God needs more power. It's not that God needs a little more time. It's not that God needs anything. But we, the church, and being fully persuaded that what he promised, he was also able to perform. The only thing we're waiting on is for the church to get convinced he can do anything he wants to do, any time that he wants to do. And when we become fully persuaded, When we become, I got news for you. Some of you are going to transform. Some of you are going to transform. There's going to be something happen to you. People think you got hit by a lightning bolt. It wasn't just some herky jerky experience that turned you into a spiritual wacko, but it's going to be a convincing. It's going to be when you flip the switch in your mind and realize, I am persuaded that he will do everything he said he would do. Some sweet little saints about to get a hold of a revelation tonight, not because you haven't heard it before, but because somehow, some way in this service it's going to mean something to you that it's never meant before and it's going to turn the lights on. You're going to receive the power of God that he wants to put in you. Miracles, signs, and wonders will follow you wherever you are, not just to the altar, not just in the aisle, but at school, at the store, at home. God wants to do a work in this congregation that's going to blow your minds wide open. This little lady, she operated in the power of a promise tonight. I want to take us to the next step, and that is the power of a precedent. A precedent most often used in legal terminology. Uh, in legal terminology. Lawyers, judges, those of the Supreme Court, the justices, they're out. They will begin to scour the books for precedent. What cannot be won through the ability to argue can be settled by precedent. It doesn't take the most talented orator to appeal to the court. All it takes is somebody that can dig in the books enough to find that we have precedent. Because precedent trumps talent. <laughs> precedent trumps personal ability. Precedent, it trumps uh, persuasion and your ability to argue or win thereof. And it, it, it trumps uh, the ability to, to convince within human and mortal ways. There are people in this house that tonight you have come to this place. It is in your heart to be a soul winner.
It is in your heart to pray for the sick and they recover. It is in the desires of your spirit. But somehow you have been convinced that you don't pray enough, that you're not spiritual enough, that you don't have the right words, that you do not have the right vernacular, that you do not have the right temperament or personality. Can I tell you that if you, my friend, will get a hold of the fact that there is precedent, amen, it will give you a confidence that nothing else will, and the least of us tonight is going to become the greatest in the kingdom when you get a hold of and harness the power of precedent. It is an act or decision that serves as a guide for subsequent situations, and we find that the Bible is full of precedents. If you will, for just a moment, allow me to take us back in time. Let's look at one that is most notable. David the, the, the youngest of Jesse's sons, the insignificant one, the one that when the anointing was fallen out, his father did not even regard him well enough to bring him to the house. But it is David who has been anointed, yet kept in the sheep uh, uh, fold. David who comes to visit his brothers who are arrayed in battle. It is David who challenges a giant when the king of Israel would not rise to the occasion when the mighty warrior men of the kingdom hid behind the rocks. David did not look to his ability. David did not look to his power. David did not look to what he could do, but David leaned on the precedent that God has kept me through other situations. When the lion came against me, God prevailed. When the bear rose against me. God prevailed. If we would take spiritual inventory right now, you will find that in your immediate past, uh, there is enough to remind you that if God kept me through that, God's going to bring me through this. That's precedent. and There's power in it. But if we were to interview David tonight, and ask him, let, let's talk about this giant thing. Because there's a difference in a roaring bear and a roaring lion and a man who is unopposed on the other side, who holds the destiny of the kingdom in his hands, and yet you were willing to seemingly gamble the welfare, your mama, your sisters, and every other person in the kingdom that would become his slave if you should lose. That's either arrogance or you were convinced. What convinced you that God could? Yes, we've heard about the lion. Yes, we've heard about the bear. But the responsibility of your actions are more enormous than just some roaring beast in the wilderness. I believe it would be David that might look back and say, but do you remember where we came from? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob brought Israel into Egypt in 400 and some years. They tarried there, but there would come the time then they would come out. 
The Bible tells us they did so, and they came to the land of which it was said would be flowing with milk and honey. The promises of God were evident, for they bear on their shoulders the grapes and the things that were too rich to believe unless you saw them. They beheld the promises fulfilled. The only problem was there was a giant in the land that they forgot that there was a that 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 they served who they served. And so it was they become fearful. And in their uh, fearfulness and afraid, they they talked the people of Israel out of going forward. Yet we fast forward a generation for God walked the unbelieving to death in the wilderness. And we come to a point now Moses is gone and Joshua is leading the people into promise. We find that Caleb comes up and he says, I may be 85 years old, but I want you to give me my mountain. And the Bible says, and Caleb drove out the sons of Anak, and Anak means giant. David is looking back and saying, I may be young, but let's talk about an old man, an octogenarian who climbed a mountain and on the top of the mountain had enough strength to drive every giant that possessed his land off of the property. I've come to tell you, I believe David was saying, there is a precedent that we have authority, that we have power, and there's not a giant that can stand against my God. It was a precedent that drove David. It was the fact he could look back and say there's never been a giant that could stand against my God. I've come to tell somebody there's not a disease, there's not a sickness, and there's not a situation that can stand against your God. And we have a precedent. Let me speak to this crowd. The Bible mocks almost. It seems as if it's mocking David for being a ruddy youth. They, they, they made fun of him because of his youthfulness and appearance. But David was not disqualified because there was a precedent. David looked back in time to when an elderly gentleman or an elder stood up against the spiritual foes that was coming against. The young nor the old are disqualified when we are talking about the power of God. Amen. I wish to God somebody would rise up and realize you're not too old for one more miracle. And you're not too young to pray the prayer of faith. Let the children pray. Let the elders be involved. This thing doesn't have an age limit, but God will use whosoever will. I wish some of you would come out of retirement. I wish somebody would realize you still got healing in your hands and power in your prayers. It's too come on, it's not time to quit. There's a phenomenon breaking the barriers. Bannister ran the first four minute mile a feat that, that, that engineers and those who studied the body and the physiology said 
It is literally impossible for the human form to run this fast. And yet he finally did. It had taken months. It had taken years of effort, decades of of those who tried and failed. And they just simply studied the anatomy of the human form and said it's impossible for the, the, the human body to extend itself in such a way that it can run that fast. But as soon as Bannister broke the barrier, we find that there was one after the other, after the other, after the other. And it wasn't years, weeks, and months, but it was days and hours. And suddenly anybody seemingly could do it. And that's what happened. David saw the giant go down. And they celebrated and said, David has killed his ten thousands while Saul has killed his thousands. But meanwhile, while they're celebrating, we find that they go to battle again. And the Bible tells us that David's squirrely little nephew went ahead and got challenged by the word of a giant and said, you know what? If Uncle David can do it, why not me? And the Bible tells us because he had a precedent, because he had a precedent, he took out a giant. And the Bible tells us there were three more giants other than Goliath that fell at the hand of these men. Why? Because they had a precedent. I thank God for the power of a promise. Thank God for the power of the promise. But I'm promised, I tell you tonight, we don't have to pave our own way. We are standing on the shoulders of giants. We are standing on the shoulders of generations who have gone before us. They have prayed through the darkest hours. They have prayed through sicknesses and diseases. Amen. And we have, we have precedent for what God is trying to do. Let me tell you explain to you the difference. Amen. And this is in no way to knock the promise. We, we celebrated the promise Sunday. But a promise tells us what God can do and what God wants to do and even what God will do. A precedent tells us that he wants to do it again. A promise tells us the will of God. A precedent tells us the heart of God going to get it, and and you're going to become convinced, fully persuaded, because some of us aren't worried about whether God can. We don't know that he will, because we're not sure he wants to. Oh, 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 if there's any lack of faith, and there is faith in this house. We talked about it Sunday. Or you wouldn't even be here, but you've come back in a grand fashion. And so somebody needs to tell the devil he's a liar right now because there's enough faith in this house, amen, to open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears, to cause the lame to walk. There's enough faith in this house. There is. There is, but where we need to shift from is whether God can, and we know he can, but whether he will and precedent, if the promise tells us he can and that he might, the precedent tells us he's already done it and he will do it again. There's prayers all throughout the Bible that God's already answered. It's time for the church to dig through the pages and find some things. If he did it before, he'll do it again. And there's some things we can get a hold of, not just because of the promise, but because there's a precedent for it. Precedent tells us 
the heart of God. He desires to heal. He desires to move. He desires to work. He wants to do wonders. Okay, okay. Some of you are going to be harder to convince. Okay, let's look at it this way. The Bible tells us he delights in his mercy, right? Am I, am I knowing the word? Anybody realize I'm in the word? He delighteth in his mercy. You don't need mercy unless there's a mess. You don't need mercy unless there's a mess. God's not being called to aisle three because there's a need for a cleanup, and he's not the grumpy old janitor pushing and saying, these nasty kids, if they'd quit messing around and spilling stuff, you know. He's not that. The Bible says he delighteth in his mercy to the point that he gives out new mercy every morning. When you wake up, the ovens of, of heaven and the bakeries have been working, and there's fresh loaves on the counter. What do you need today? Oh, and here's the thing. He, you, you don't need mercy unless there's a mess and if he delights in his mercy I'm not telling you God delights in us being sinful but he's not coming to our rescue in a drudgery because he's got to fix up our mess again but he delights in showing let me show you what I can do let me show you what love looks like let me show you let me show you what I can do God is simply waiting for an opportunity to show off God is waiting for an opportunity to show what he can do. And this woman who used the power of a promise unleashed, everybody say unleashed, the power of a precedent. Precedent is unleashed. Verse 35 of that same text that we read says, and when... The men of that place had knowledge of him. Notice, this sounds very familiar. And when she had heard of Jesus, she went to where he was, if I can but touch him. And when the men heard of the place that Jesus is, uh, of that place, heard Jesus is coming, they sent out into all the country roundabout, and brought him all that were diseased. This is where our faith gets challenged. If someone comes to church and they got something wrong, I pray, hoping, anticipating, and believing that they're going to receive a miracle. But there was another dimension that, pre- that, this, uh, that, this, that this people went into, and it was simply this. There was something that convinced them with this lady reaching out and touching the hem of her garment, his garment, that precedent unleashed in the community. What, 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 what did Jesus say? Woman, thy faith hath made thee whole. She didn't need any more miracles. But something happened in the communities around there that those who did or knew of them suddenly were infused with something that even the nearness of the Savior had not inspired. They had the Creator 
the miracle worker in their midst, they reached out and touched him, but did not receive because they did not understand. But her miracle, which became a precedent for others, unleashed faith in strangers that didn't even know who her name was. But it proves one thing, that faith is contagious. Because her faith that made her whole spread to the entire countryside so that they went out and they found anybody and ever. All it takes is one person that comes to the conclusion God can do anything anytime he wants and that God is present. You let that person begin to unleash in this house a precedent. It's going to hop across the aisles. It's going to move from the front to the back and the back to the front, but it won't stay in here. You're going to find God in heaven. I met pastors and leaders of other churches Sunday when we were out eating, but suddenly people are going to say, I got some folk that need to come to your church because healing's happening. We don't understand. We don't understand. But faith is contagious enough to leap out of these walls into their walls until something sweeps across this entire community. Some state come to me when you're talking. I shouldn't say this. I feel I get in trouble. I said, some saint came. Brother Reading, we went to the hospital and went all up and down the floors. And we got a list of people. We told them you were coming, that you would come pray for them. I looked at the list. There's a week's worth of work there. I handed the list back. I said, now, you go pray for them. That's right. Why? Because it doesn't take me, him, or any other certain person. Amen. What we have need of is for every person in this place to realize that the potential is in you. The potential is in you. The potential is in you. And as you go... Come with me. You're going to see what's happening in our church, what God is doing, how God is working, how God is moving. Why? Amen. Because there's something contagious about faith. And faith, I believe, amen, is instigated in this passage through a precedent. And we have seen in this house there are people that are standing in this place that are living miracles. Living miracles. When they heard he was coming, they went and found others. Kind of sounds like, and when this was noised abroad, it brought a multitude. And they were all amazed and marveled. Let me tell you how this church is going to fill up, not just this room, but the next auditorium and the auditorium out of that. It's when we become convinced, and I am fully persuaded that he is able to do everything that he said he would do. When this church becomes fully persuaded, there is not anything that you put your heart and mind to that God cannot do through you and with you, and that God is not already waiting to do. He's waiting. Waiting on what? 
us, us. We have a precedent. We have a precedent. But even more than that, we're going to set new precedents. We're going to set, has anybody ever been healed in this house? I'm going to talk, anybody ever been miraculously healed? Miraculously healed. I want you to come and stand in the front of this house and turn your face to the congregation right now. If you have been miraculously healed, I want you to come and stand. Miraculously healed, I want you to come and stand. What I'm trying to tell you is this, an entire city in the New Testament was turned around to the ability of what God was doing because one woman got her healing one times, two times, three. The Bible says one puts 1,000 to flight, two will put 2,000. No, 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 no. It says 10,000. It's exponential. See, that's what you can understand. <laughs> the promise is usually individual. The precedent is exponential. I can get a hold of the promise for me, but when we set a precedent, it's not just me, but it's you times you times you times you. And that's where you see multitudes. You have before you right here in the healings of this house enough for every person in this city to be healed of every sickness, every disease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is there anybody that God has ever delivered from an addiction, from a lifestyle? Come on. It ought to cause you to run. My goodness. Uh, I want to be a precedent tonight. Anybody? Anybody? Come on. Anybody been delivered? Stand here with those that are here. Anybody been delivered? Come on. Look at this. Anybody else? You've been. I've been delivered. I've been delivered. I've been delivered because you plus you plus you plus you. This is a revival. This is a revival. This will turn your city upside down. Look what the Lord has done. This is our precedent. Anybody ever experienced a financial miracle provision? My family has received a miracle from God. I can't explain it, but I can tell you it is incredible what the Lord has done for us this month. Amen. But there are people in this house. God has given you cars that you couldn't afford. God has paid bills you couldn't pay. And it's not time to sit back in the crowd. It's time to step forward and tell some people right now that's biting their nails and don't know where rent's coming from, let me tell you who I am. I'm your precedent. God did it for me. He delights in this stuff. He can't wait to do it for you. Is there anybody that God has ever met a financial need? I want you to join them. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, anybody God has ever blessed with a job you didn't deserve? Anybody God ever given you a, a, a bonus that you didn't see coming? Look at this, my God. What the devil wants you to think is on a Wednesday night, we got to sit back and suck our thumb and feel sorry. But look what a precedent we have of the miraculous of God.
Look at this precedent. And you tell me God can't. This is a... This is a countywide revival that God is trying to bring about. Look what the Lord has done. Anybody ever had a prodigal come home? Anybody ever pray a prodigal through? If you have, you need to be right here because I got a prodigal that I'm praying for and I need to see that God brings them home. Is there anybody, anybody, anybody? If you've ever had a miracle in your life, you say, well, who's left? Almost the whole church is up here. This is our witness to remind us that God will do whatever it takes to keep his word. (laughs) These aren't just people that were prearranged to come up. These are people that hurt. These are people that ached. These are people that wept. These are people who wondered, God, where are you? But he came through. Now there's people out there that are right where you were, and they're wondering, who are you, God, and do you even exist? You are the precedent for their hope. preach to them. Let me preach to you. If there's anything that ought to motivate you to get up and get going. Four lepers set by the city wall. The city was in famine. Encamped around by an adversary. Smell of food was wafting out where they sit. And they sit there and said, why sit we here until we die? I wish to God some saints would just say, why sit here any longer. Let me tell you this. Just sitting will kill you. Just sitting will kill you. Why sit we here till we die? And in their broken way, leaning upon each other, they went. They found the enemy's camp vacated. There were pots still on the fire. And they consumed them till they were full. Can you imagine what that felt like? The people of the city were eating animal waste. There was cannibalism going on, and, and that, that's, that's how desperate they were. And suddenly they're eating home-cooked meals, and it's good. And then they come to themselves, and they say, we do not know. Because there's others that are still starving, and we are full. Tonight, we're full. We are full. And we're going to do well by letting this city know there's a precedent that whatever you have need of, there is somebody in CLC. I wish this church would start making a list. You need cancer healed? We got that. You need leukemia dealt with? We got that. Check, 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 check. Let me show you what God has done. You need someone out of jail? We got that. You need a, you need a fair representation before the judge? We got that. Let me show you what God can do. You are the precedent of hope. For this city. There are people lost and dying. They are waiting for your testimony to set them free. Because that sweet little lady unleashed a precedent of the miraculous in her community. One person. And we got way more than one.
I wonder if this whole congregation would stand and begin to make your way to the front. I wish you would blend together with those that are already here, and I wish this church would begin to pray right now. Amen. There are people in this house. You need a healing? There's a precedent for it. You need deliverance? There's a precedent for it. You need victory? There's a precedent for it. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, all over this house, whatever you came with. You didn't just come because it was Wednesday night. You didn't come just because pastor called revival. There's something in your spirit, sir, that's begging God, please give me hope. Amen. You've quit on hope. You've given up on hope. But there's something down in there that's still trying to believe. Believe enough that it brought you to church uh, on a Wednesday night. There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. There's a precedent for whatever you have need of. Come on. Come on. Begin to your voice up. Come on. <laughs> God didn't just heal you. He made you a testimony. God didn't just deliver you. He made you contagious for revival. Come on, church. If you're one of those that can say, look what the Lord has done, then lift it up right now. Shout unto God and give him glory. Magnify him all over this house until it's heard all over this city. Magnify him. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is moving out of this place and it's running down the street. The Spirit of the Lord is overflowing this house. It's overflowing this place and it's running down the streets. Come on, Frankfurt. Frankfurt is receiving a blessing right now. Frankfurt is receiving a blessing. Come on, this ain't about you right now. This is about what God's doing in your community. Come on, there is a sound. There is a sound. It's changing. There is a sound that's filling this house. The house is becoming full right now. This isn't something you've just been commanded to do, but there's something, oh, my soul. It's welling up within you right now. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. It's the sound of a precedent. It's the sound of a precedent. It's the sound of a precedent. Come on, there's waves of it in this house right now. Receive it. Let God move over you right now. Ah, ah, come on, you got to open your mouth. You got to let God pour out right now. Oh, God. Yes, Lord, in my city, in my neighborhood, God, on my street, Lord, in my family right now, God, I'm not willing to sit back and let them suffer. There's a precedent, God, for every need we have in this community. Do it, God. 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 Do it, Lord. somebody, the furthest reaches of this area, I want to tell them, he'll heal everybody that'll come to this church. He'll save everybody that walks through these doors. He'll do it. Yes, he will. 
Yes, it will. When we become convinced of that, it'll happen. Everybody. He's healing. He's ministering. Thank God for your word. Thank God for your promise. God, let us become the precedent. Let us become what people see that you can do. Let us become the precedent. There's a power, God, in this church that you have placed within this congregation of possibility and beyond potential. But God, I promise there is something you are trying to unleash in this place tonight. We're tired. Lord, in some ways we're weary. But Lord, I pray you would unleash your spirit. Let vitality come to us. We're not too old. We're not too young. We're not too anything, God. You're able. You're capable. You're willing. You're working. And most of all, you want to. 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 There's a sweet spirit. Come on, God's working. God's working. God's working. Let him work right now. Let him work. Let him work. Let him stir. Let him speak. Let him speak. This is it. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on. receive the word of the Lord. Let's receive the word of the Lord. Thank you for speaking to us now, Lord. We receive your voice. We receive your word. Yes, Lord.
Come on, come on. There is a depth in what God's doing right now. Receive, receive, receive. There's a breaking. There's a breaking. There's a breaking. Yield. Come on. Surrender. Come on. God's doing it. He's doing exactly what he said he would. He's doing exactly what he said he would. Yes. 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 Yes, 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 that's beautiful, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. Come on, there's a sound, there is a sound from heaven, there is a sound from heaven. You're not going to be the same again. <laughs> Come on, there's a sound, there's a sound, there is a sound, there is a sound, there is a sound, yes, 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 come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, something's being birthed in this place tonight. Something is being birthed in you tonight. The realm of faith, boldness.
there's something on your pastor's heart right now. I've tried twice to close with something I thought God had given me. But I want him to come right now, and I want him, you to, hear, please hear me. I want you to receive. If you have ever received anything from him right now, I want you to receive his heart, his burden, his passion. I can bring you this far, but it is going to be the heart of your pastor and you aligning yourself to that heart that will see you go where God wants you to go. So listen closely and receive what God has for you. Some of you walked in tonight having lost hope because your faith has failed you. You've reached the point of unbelief because it hasn't happened in your time. But tonight God has set before us a precedent, an example to remind us that God can do anything. And your miracle is not done. Your miracle is still a possibility because the precedent has already been set. And God has sent this man to preach tonight to restore faith and to rejuvenate hope within this congregation tonight. There are some that we have been praying for and believing for, but we have settled in our mind that it is going to be the way it just appears it's going to be. But tonight, I feel faith in this house. But there's two dimensions that we've got to move beyond. We've got to move beyond faith and we've got to move into the dimension of hope. That is that we begin to expect and believe that God is going to do it because he's already done it before. And the third dimension that God was wanting to take you to tonight is the dimension of trust where you move beyond faith and beyond hope but you move into the dimension of trust where you're going to walk out of here tonight and the thing that seems impossible in your life, the thing that you have put on the back burner and thought it's never going to come to pass, God tonight is not in a brand new hope, a brand new and moving you to a dimension of faith to speak things that are not as though they already have. I dare you right now to begin to claim your mountain. Give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. Give me my miracle. Hi, come on, speak it out. Speak it out right now. Whatever it is, I want you to speak it right now. Declare it with faith. Walk in it in hope. If you need to just step out and feel a little victory tonight, you ought to go ahead and do it because God is in the house. Trust, 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 trust. Come on, somebody. The promise is yours. You gotta walk in it. You gotta walk in it. You gotta walk in it. Come on, I'm not up here to cheerlead you. I'm up here to get your faith ignited, to get you to walk into the dimension that God is elevating this church tonight. Woo! 
It's not over. It's not done. God is not finished with you. Come on, put your feet on the ground. Square your shoulders and declare it. Give me my miracle. Give me my mountain. Come on, God is restoring hope right now. Receive what God has right now. Grab about two people, one in each hand, and I want you to begin to believe together with them. Come on, grab a hand to somebody and begin to believe together with them. God's given them hope. God's given them their miracle. God is not finished. The final word has not been spoken. He's able to do what he said. He's able to finish what he started. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Somebody's about to get a breakthrough. Somebody's been climbing for a long time. Come on, that's it, that's it. I want to do more than see it. I want to walk in it. I want to walk in it. I want to walk in it. Come on, my victory is mine. I'm tired of living in defeat. I'm tired of walking in drudgery. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm going to walk in hope. I'm going to walk in faith. Come on, declare it right now. Ah. Come on, your miracle could happen right now. Your healing could happen right now. It doesn't matter what the doctors say because they're not the final word. God is the final word. Come on, whatever you need is yours. Declare it, claim it, grab a hold of it right now. You ought to not leave here without walking in your victory tonight. You ought to not leave here without walking in your victory. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Come on, you ought to do something you haven't done in a while. If you haven't danced, you ought to just dance a little bit. If you haven't shouted, you ought to lift up your voice. If you haven't ran, you ought to run. If you haven't worshipped, you ought to break forth into worship. Come on, I'm living in a new dimension. The precedent has been set. God is able Yes. Yes. Woo. 
I've been under it, but I'm coming out. I've been in the valley, but I see the mountain. He hasn't left you. He's walking with you. Come on, he's lifted up your head tonight. He's given you fresh strength tonight. Come on, draw from the well. Draw from the well. Come on, there's some water for you to drink tonight. It's going to bring refreshing. This is a time of refreshing that the scripture speaks about. Go ahead and receive it right now. Receive it right now. Come on, you're not waiting on God. He's waiting on you. We're not waiting on him. He's here. He's already spoken it. He's just waiting on you. Step in. Step in. Step in. Step in. Come on, if it's not coming easy, take it by force. If it's not coming easy, take it by force. Get some fight in your spirit. I will not be denied. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Come on, God's not done yet. God's not done yet. God's not done yet. Some of you are real close to your breakthrough, but God's waiting on you to turn it over. Go ahead and release it to him right now. Come on, everybody, throw those hands in the air and release it. Declare it unto the Lord. The battle is not mine, but it belongs to you. Victory belongs to me because your word declares it. Your word declares it. Yes, Lord. 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 Come on, he's still working. He's still working. 
If you feel like that you've already received your victory, I want you to put both hands in the air real high. If you've already received it tonight, I want you to put your There you go. There you go. Now I want you to give him praise like he's already done it for you. Come on, let it come from your belly. Thank him tonight. Come on, there's the precedent. There is the precedent. He's already done it for dozens in the room. And he's about to do it for you. Go ahead and yield over to him right now. Give it to him right now. Turn it over to him right now. Oh, oh Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. My. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Come on now, lift your hands and just thank God. All over the building, lift your hands and just thank God. Oh, thank you, Lord. The spirit of encouragement is coming to this room tonight. Heavy hearts have been made whole tonight. You've lifted our weak hands tonight. You've strengthened the church tonight. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, thank him from your heart right now. Thank him from your heart right now. His presence is all still in this room right now. Let's just thank him for one, for a moment. Just thank him for a moment. Would you thank Pastor Reading for being with us and preaching tonight? 
I know better, no better way to dismiss this service than to have you join with me and say, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church say amen. You know what that means? So be it. What we've received tonight has been spoken, but we're going to do something about it. More than just a Wednesday night touch, but we're going to walk out the doors of this building. And when the enemy comes and starts speaking in your ear, you need to just say, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church Say amen. Come on, say it with me. I want you to get an amen in your spirit tonight. Oh, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. For God has spoken. Let the church say Amen. One more time. One more time. Let the church. Oh, that's it. You got to say it for yourself. Let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. God, we thank you for what you have done in this house. For your word is true and powerful and sharp. And it is cut deep into the heart tonight. Past the frills and the outgrowths of life. And you've trimmed away some things, oh God, that brought us back to the core of who you are and what you have done and what you are doing in this church. And Lord, we declare by faith tonight that our best days and our blessed days are still ahead of us. And what we have experienced is just a foretaste of what you're going to do in every home and every life and every family. God, we believe you for revival in this city. God, from this service tonight, you're going to break forth and break out in this city in testimonies of your healing and your mercy and your grace and your provision is going to be prevalent all over this community of North Central Indiana. God, for your word doesn't go forth void, but the church has grabbed it and we're laying hold on it and we're believing.